Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. Man, and you sound way more energetic than me. Well, the sun's still out here, man. The sun's <laughs> out. It's not snowing. Um, so yeah, of course I'm going to be more energetic. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm Adam Jabay, and I'm tired, and it's dark and cold. <laughs> I do not it's miss a, it. I was there. What? I was there. What? Three days ago, and it freaking three days snowed. Ago. Yeah. I was three in Chicago days three days ago, and it snowed. Yeah, and it snowed again this morning. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, man. Yeah, I was I was walking yeah. to the Gridlife office from uh, you know from the Blue Line train, and the snow was blowing in my face and getting stuck in my beard, and uh, it reminded and it, me why I decided not to move back to Chicago. We never get my my, my dad's birthday uh, was Sunday, uh, and he said in sixty years he has had snow after his birthday one time, and we've had it twice this year. So. Uh, this is uh, this is abnormal. It's not it's not very normal. It was 50 degrees this afternoon, but it was there was an inch of snow on the ground this morning. So wasn't it like 70 yeah. degrees last week? Uh, it was 83 the other day. Yeah, it's ridiculous, <laughs> man. It's so like, bizarre. Make up your mind, Chicago. <laughs> no, I know, man. I know it's a very strange year, but well, uh, dude, yeah, I so saw we, we, I saw pictures. I guess um, our buddy Eric Kaler up in Wisconsin was able to go snowmobiling. Yeah. One of the snowmobile I, uh, trails was open up in Wisconsin. I, I saw Matt Derus uh, had to snowplow, and it was like over his snowplow. But was that was that a real picture? Was that a real picture? No, he, he had a, he had another picture in that thread that I think was real. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, our Wisconsin and Minnesota buddies got got hammered with snow. I was talking to a bunch of them at Mid Ohio on Sunday, and they were like, uh, "Hey, when uh, when are when are Time Attack Awards going to happen? Because we got to drive through like ten hours of snow." <laughs> uh, I was not envying that trip at all for them. Not but. at all, man. Yeah, so so we were we were just hanging out in Mid Ohio. Uh, that was that was a weekend. Um, it was uh, it was it was fun. It was uh, a little soggy, but it was definitely soggy. We had uh, it started raining about like two o'clock on Saturday, right before um, the first time attack heat. The the well, actually the second time attack, but the first was it the second time heat. attack? Right. Yeah. Right. We, so we they got, got their one in the dry. They got their or, qualifying. Uh, qualifying. One. Qualifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and in the rules, the qualifying counts uh, if we want it to, uh, and since it was the only dry time, qualifying counted. <laughs> so, yeah, which some um, some people were were clicking off some awesome laps though, man. Yeah, like yeah, our, our boy it, Jackie Ding, man, going out laying it down. Did, dude, did you see his car footage? Yeah, he was dude, that, wheeling that street tire S two thousand like crazy. Absolutely wheeling it. It was awesome. Yeah, full, it's a full weight S two thousand, full interior and everything, and it's uh, on street tires, and that that's so fast on that yeah. on that setup. So I think Matt Matt um, Derus went down and laid out like a one one thirty five and some change too that first yeah. session. Yeah, so, solid laps. Uh, but let's, almost James Houghton almost got down to his record from last year, but only had a couple of actual laps. He right. had twenty eight, I think. Um, Although I think yeah, one of the coolest cars that I've seen in a long time only ran like one or two laps, but uh, Logan Carswell brought out his RX-7, four-rotor wide-body RX-7. That dude, thing so, sounded so, awesome. Sunday night when we were coming back in the RV and you were like, do you want to record? And I'm like, I got nothing to say. And like 10 minutes later, I was like, I bet you I could do 45 minutes on that damn S2000. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the it's the best car I think I've ever seen at one of our events as far as a build execution and uniqueness. It's just unbelievable, man. Yeah. Yeah. Logan's RX RX seven is ridiculous. I really hope he brings it out to Midwest Festival. I, I was talking to him the other day and uh, and, and he, I think he was kind of blown away by just the the amount of uh, 
shots and like coverage he got from from just basically two laps. Uh, and uh, and he, it looks like he's going to try to get uh, try to find a spot for uh, Midwest Festival and get out there yeah. for it. So I mean, I think one um, thing that car has going for it too is you bring it out to an event like Grid Life versus you know a regular NASA or SCCA weekend, and it just kind of like blends into everything. It's just another fast car at one of those events. But you bring it to like one of our events, and everybody knows exactly what it is, yeah, and their minds are just completely is, yeah. blown. Yeah. So, so in tech in tech inspection on Friday night, um, our, our one of our photographer buddies, Ben Mitch, um, he's been building a really nice FD RX7 for years. He's one of the hard times racing buddies uh, with with Charlie and uh, and Mike and them, and. Uh, Ben's Ben's RX-7 is it's basically done. Um, it's nice. It's it's one it, of the it, nicest stock bodied yes. FDs that I've seen in probably the it's, last 10 years. It's literally one of the best. It's probably one of the best RX-7s that's in the country. The build like build quality and stuff. It's really, really, really amazing execution. So he's he's standing uh, by the by the doors uh, in the in the tech booth. Uh, and I said, hey, Ben, what's up, man? Uh, how's the RX-7? Uh, and he said, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> and I said, I said, what are you talking about, man? And he's like, uh, did you see that green one? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? He's like, it's the best RX-7 I've ever seen in my life ever. And mine's a piece of shit. <laughs> and, and Ben's is like one of the best ones I've ever seen. Yeah. And he said, just walk outside that door. And the car couldn't get into the tech booth because it had a splitter so low. Um, but uh, so so when it was his turn, he pulled around and I gave it a really thorough look over because it's I mean, it's a it's it's full custom, full race, uh, built as a wheel to wheel car. Um, you know, it, it needed a full look over. It's a brand new car. Uh, and and you can never trust somebody's fuel cell mounting. But once you start looking at at this car, this thing was so perfectly built. It's such a quality build. The dude builds cars for a living. Uh, yeah, but I can see wh why Ben didn't like his as much anymore after <laughs> seeing that thing. Oh, it's, it's, well, it's crazy. I haven't I haven't heard a four rotor in a while. And when that thing fires up, it almost sounds like a cammed LS or something just at yeah, idle. Yeah, yeah. And then like he gave it a little bit of gas and it revs so fast. And it's it's a non turbo build, and I guess on on uh, on the high 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 horsepower tune, it made like six fifteen wheel horsepower. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, he told me it was on like a four hundred horsepower tune this weekend. But, and he he uh, put down what like a one thirty four, I think yeah, a one thirty four and some change. And that was the first did, that was the first time that car had ever seen a track in its current configuration. Yeah, and, and it's I guess it's it's old configuration. It ran a thirty two, which is just a okay. stock body. Uh, you know, no it, when it was sorted out before he changed everything. You know, right. Um, and watching his in car footage, there's like. Six seconds left in that car, no problem. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy, it's man. He, he, he was he was struggling with just just literally just driving it. But that's going to be. Um, I think that's going to be one of the fastest unlimited rear wheel drive cars that we have. It's going to be very cool. It's just, but but the noises the thing makes, man. Oh, it it's sounds like amazing, dude. It's a cross between an old F one car and like the coolest sounded super bike, and um. Uh, and perfection. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's, it's so, funny because you know, so like nice. a regular, a regular like two rotor. They're usually not very fast, but they're super loud. And you're like, ah, yeah. I don't really like rotaries that much. Like they're kind of cool, but they're kind of annoying at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But then if you stick two of them together, they're freaking awesome. Oh, dude, it's so good, and it has sequential trans and like 
it's just everything about the thing. And a hand-formed aluminum wide body based, uh, kind of based off of an old Jap- Japanese touring car yeah. uh, style. He had JGTC uh, center lock rims with like the I mean, six-foot-long it, it looks- torque... It looks like a JGTC car. So cool. It really does. So cool. Oh, I hear Emma. Hi, Emma. Yeah. Yeah, I think Emma's uh, still awake. Oh, okay. Hey, Emma, it's time for bed, bud. I can't right now. I'm on the phone. You've been in bed for two hours. It's time to go back to bed. (laughs) Emma's Emma's been struggling with going to bed lately. Too much coffee, man. Your music went off. Okay, mommy might be a little bit upset that you keep getting out of bed. You might want to go back to bed. She can help you with the music, though. Yeah, it's going really good being a parent here. <laughs> Dad, I need my tunes to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, she she needs her Lori Berkner. Put on my tunes. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's been staying up later and later and getting up earlier and earlier. It's been really fun. She's <laughs> getting she's getting older, man. Yeah, she's about four feet. She's almost taller than you now, so. Uh, That's true. She's getting there, man. <laughs> Dude, that, that that four rotor, man. I've never heard one of those in real life. I've only heard that oh. like the seven eighty seven B. Yeah, uh, in footage, uh, it's just too good. It was too good. Well, the noise funny was story so too. Not sure if you remember, but Logan told us that uh, Gran Turismo is actually this week, like currently as we speak, probably that car is on the dyno, and Gran Turismo is recording sound for oh, the seven eighty seven B. From his car, from his car, which is awesome. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, uh, and and I, I I started stalking him on Instagram, which I think is Defined Auto Works is his uh, yeah. is his name. Yep. And it looks like he's got like four four rotor cars in his shop right now. Yeah, and like one of them is yeah. a Daytona prototype, and oh, you know he's he's so building like rad. a seven eight seven B replica. It's the coolest. Um, yeah, I, I, I've never had a real like affinity for uh, RX-7s, but man, that car. Oof, it, Where's it, his shop at, man? We need to go uh, by there sometime. It's outside of Columbus somewhere in Ohio, right okay. by Mid-Ohio. <laughs> it's okay. like an hour away. Dude, we totally yeah. need to plan to go by there sometime. It's, it, man, the, the noises that car made. It had two giant mufflers on it, too. And just, just, uh, in, just revving it to get around the paddock, it's the coolest. Like you know, in my head, in my head, coolest. I'm kind of like, you know, a four rotor would be a really rad car. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, you, uh, if you got twenty five thousand bucks for an engine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be that bad. It's just an engine, right? <laughs> yeah. With with a lot of with a bunch of custom parts that they only made a few of. Like I should I should buy an old like uh, is it an FB like the first generation RX seven? Yeah, I think it's FB and FC and then FD. Yeah. Yeah. I should just buy an FD for like. A thousand bucks, and then put a twenty-five thousand dollar motor in it. I really like the the F the, the FCs. Yeah, FC the the eighties eighties looking ones. The late eighties so ones. Rad. Yeah, that's yeah. a great looking car, man. There was a yeah. bunch of those actually there this weekend. Uh, one of them, the old drift missile time attack build. Yeah, the blue one. Yeah, that still yeah. has an angle kit on it. I saw him like I saw him pulling out of his parking spot, and the yeah. the wheels were just like completely sideways. Yep, it's uh, it's a cool, it's kind of a cool like ratty drift, it's drift car, and it's got two brake calipers in the back, uh, on the back, uh, the back discs, <laughs> and a big old handbrake in front. Uh, it's a very cool car. I, I dig that old thing. That thing was at, I think it was at almost all of our events last year. Yeah, he was at he was at Speed Ring. I remember that. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I pretty pretty awesome that car build. a few times. It's a turbo LS uh, of some sort, but. 
So while um, while the rain did uh, kind of put a damper on the events, it was really cool to see James Houghton's and Willa Young's cars with all that arrow uh, yeah. in the rain. And, and it was cool to see them go on for multiple sessions. Will went out there a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, the the uh, their their arrow throws water really really high. It looks, dude. It looks like a freaking jet ski. My my favorite thing was standing by like pit wall and hot pits and being yeah. able to hear them go down the back straight, but not see them. And then you just see this yeah. whole like plume of water up in the air as yeah, you like, see, like as the thirty foot tall, the thirty foot tall rooster tail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty um, cool. I, I I expected. I think the thing that I was kind of disappointed with this event uh, going into it before it started was like I because we knew it was going to rain. Um, and, and I was like worried that everybody would be all bummed and sad about the rain because, you know, years past at other events I've been to when it's rains, nobody does anything. Um, but dude, the vibes were so good. Everybody seemed to have a pretty good time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not it was not a bummer of an event. Um, no. And for, for a track. For a track that's that bad in the rain, too, we got away. Yeah. We got we got out of there with hardly any major issues. It's literally the worst track in the rain. Uh, I can't think of any that is that are worse. Like notoriously, it's it's like the worst track to drive. I don't know. Rain, maybe so. maybe one of those slick go kart tracks uh, that they put sprinklers on is worse. Maybe. Maybe maybe maybe. But there's probably more predictable than Mid Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. The. Uh, yeah, the event was pretty good. It was a fun weekend. I, I, I had a good time cruising back and forth in the RV. Um, it, it's always fun to get the RV out and, and head to an event with buddies. So Yeah, man. I, I love your freaking RV. Still going yeah, strong, man. That, was, but, uh, that uh, marks the one-year anniversary of you taking it, it on the road. Yeah, yeah, fifty-two weeks of uh, of driving. It's almost got. I almost did ten thousand miles in that thing last year, cruising That's back and forth to events man. and going camping with the family and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah. So RVs, um, Austin, uh -oh. you should buy an RV. Uh, I I should. I really should. Or yeah. maybe maybe I did. I don't know. I, I driving while awesome. Uh, they spilled the beans already last week. Oh really? That I was buying one. Yeah, Lane talked about seeing you at the race service party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, man, he's buying an RV. He's going to move into it. Yep. Just no so, big deal. Just going to be I'm homeless not, for a while. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not caught up on my Driving While Awesome shows. So Yeah, they, they, they spilled your beans for you. But, yeah, I bought, uh, uh, I, I, had, I bought. I had a couple of people that, that had heard it that, that messaged me about it. Like, did Austin, is Austin really moving into our RV? <laughs> just, Heck yeah, man. Why not? Yeah. So, so yeah, what, uh, what, did, what did you do, you naughty boy? So back uh, last year on my motorcycle trip, uh, if you remember, I recorded a show with Andy and Ann Hollis. Yep. Um, and while we were hanging out before or after, Andy mentioned that he was going to be selling the RV that we recorded in. Yeah. So uh, every time Hollis he's Hilton, every yeah. time he's talked about it, I like I message him. I'm like, hey, man, still waiting for a price. Like, you know, I'm definitely yep. interested and uh, he finally listed it, and uh, we're buying it. So, yeah, actually, just got all of that straightened out uh, today. So everything's so finalized. I have insurance on it now, and I cool, just have to pick cool. it up next week. So what are you? Uh, yeah, you're doing a speed ventures event down at Coda. So you're gonna grab oh, it. Oh yeah. Then. Yep. So are you going to have so, it for the, the Coda weekend where you can hang out in it? Or are you going to afterwards? Um, I don't know. Talking to Andy, I might pick it up on Thursday before the event, and then we'll have it. Okay. Unfortunately, though, I'm so busy at events. It's not like I – I mean, as you know, 
You know, you can't yeah. really hang out in the RV. So I'll have it and like maybe I can use it to go use the restroom in. Um, yeah. But other than that, That's I won't be able to use it a whole lot. Mine ends up being a toilet and a, f- a refrigerator. That's pretty and a much coffee maker. Yours is a coffee yep. maker, too. Coffee maker is pretty important. Pretty so, important. But yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been well loved. Um, it's got a lot of miles on it. So Andy put he bought it brand new and now has one hundred and seventy thousand miles on it. Which for a diesel isn't the end of the world. But. No, no, not at all. I mean, it's a Sprinter based, you know, with a three liter V6 um, turbo diesel. Yep. So and there's a lot of guys that, you know, have those and do the expediting services just in the vans. And yeah. they rack up a half million miles on them just fine as long as you stay on top of maintenance. Yeah. And Andy's done mostly highway miles. So it's oh, probably yeah. and if you're, the best it, kind of miles. If you're going to buy a vehicle, a used vehicle from anybody out there, no matter what it is, Andy is probably one of the best people to buy from just because he's so meticulous <laughs> about stuff. Yeah. And, and what he does uh, for the last, like, however many years is basically work on vehicles and play with vehicles. So he's probably the guy to play with a vehicle and then buy it from. Yeah. So well, it was great yeah, too. You know, dude. I was, I was talking to him last week. He was like, Oh yeah, by the way, you're getting a new windshield. Uh, so nice. he's replacing the windshield for me. He's going to do uh, bleed the brakes and do the transmission fluid in it too. So yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be good to go, man. So when are we starting our, our, our RV podcast? I want to start it as soon as possible, man. <laughs> I, th- I think we might actually do it. I think we should. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's so so reading and researching those things since you've been talking about uh, you know an RV of that style has me has me thinking about my next one. Uh, I, I had myself pretty convinced, and I still might that that our next one probably needs to be like a coach bus that I build out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of thinking like a Ford, like V10 E450 based might be pretty good at like a smaller one where where there's more living space and only the bunk above the cab that might not be a bad option for me I don't know yeah and I mean it's gonna be easier to park and you can still tow the two-car trailer because really if you go any longer than your current RV you're gonna be on the illegal side of length right yeah that's what no, she, I, that's I what she go, said I can't go <laughs> yeah it's uh, it gets illegal when you get too long uh, I can't go more than a 34 foot with my current two car. Right. Um, but, uh, but I don't know if I want to, um, it, I don't know. It's a bit, the, the other thing that appeals to me about the van based ones, uh, in the E450 and the Sprinter one is it's not just like some weird chassis. Like it's a chassis that's used for everything else. Right. Um, like you like can, you chassis, can go, you can go to any like AutoZone or Pep Boys yeah. and they'll have exactly what you need. Yeah, or a dealer or something. There's no, there's right. no like Oshkosh, like pusher diesel truck dealer. Like that doesn't exist. Yeah, which is which is what mine is. I mean, you're um, kind of in that in between area, you know, to where it's kind yeah. of it's not like a quite a Freightliner chassis where you can take it to a big like truck place and they can work on yep. it. And it's and not even small those, enough, yep. like some of the others are. You know, yeah, e- even even like the Freightliner pusher diesels. Uh, Semi shops don't like working on them, and RV shops like they like working on them because they they see money coming. Yeah, uh, and so it's expensive. Um, I can fix anything on an E four fifty. Oh yeah, and you can swap so. it to four wheel drive if you need to, or or put which a is always because I've kind of done that true. already. But, that's true, man. Um, there's one for sale on uh, on the on the sandbox on the forum that shall not be named right now. And man, is it tempting. That might be my yeah. next thing. It might, it might, I might be downsizing and going simpler. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe you just yeah. need two RVs. Mm, I don't think I need two RVs. 
<laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but I, my, my biggest gripe with mine is that I don't like the shower. The shower is kind of an awkward shape and size. Um, I would like a better shower and, uh, and I would really like something that, uh, that I could fix easier in case something happened. I haven't really had to fix a lot of drivetrain stuff and I've, the stuff that I've been able to, that I've had to fix, like hoses and a block heater and stuff like that, it's it's, it's all been simple readily, stuff. Yeah, it's it, it, like the radiator hoses. I just had to like go to the shot, go to the O'Reilly Auto Parts and just start digging through hoses, you know. And I fi- I figure that out, but right. Um, I worry about uh, about oddball stuff breaking, like you know front suspension and crap like that. But says it's all the really guy heavy duty, says but, the guy yeah. that's building a Fraser race car. Yeah, a fra- everybody knows you can buy parts for <laughs> Frasers everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. like go right into the next uh, the next auto zone, and they've got all your control mm-hmm. arms and everything. Well, if the Fraser breaks, I just push it on the trailer or get four of my friends to lift it on, and then go home and forget about it for a year. There you go. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm staring at that thing right now, and I'm waiting for the. I just I just heard from the drive shaft shop, uh, the local the local drive shaft shop that's building me a drive shaft. Um, he's waiting on the, on the rear, the rear diff, uh, uh, what, what would you call it? The, I don't know, whatever the thing that bolts to the rear diff. Why, why is my brain dying right now? It's a Spicer (laughs) part number. It's a weird part though, because the diff is a Cosworth Sierra diff. And, uh, so that's not, so it's basically a Merker XR4TI flange, the flange for the drive shaft. Um, so it's not something that like sits in every drive shaft shop, but, uh, yeah, so that I'll get that. I got to build headers, and then I got to basically wire it, and it's and it's almost a car. So that thing's gonna be so sweet, though, man. Hope so. Hope so. It's getting there. It's funny how much um, our lives like revolve around this stuff now. Like you're looking at that, and I'm looking at like 130 transponders that are charging at my house right now. Oh, you got the, char- the transponders at home? Yeah, yeah, I got them. I got them at the house, and they're charging because uh, we leave for Las Vegas tomorrow for an yeah. event at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. How many people are driving at that event? Uh, I think we have like a hundred and sixty something drivers signed up. Okay, that's a so, lot. So we're actually we're doing a uh, ninety-five minute enduro um, from like five twenty-five to seven p.m. too for wheel-to-wheel guys. Yeah, yeah. So I think the some of the spec Corvette guys will be out there and a, a couple okay. others. Cool. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So and uh, I don't the know if you remember in Vegas this time of year. I think it's pretty nice. You know, it's probably yeah, it like in the like mid mid eighties or so. Sweet. Sweet. But I don't know if you remember my my buddy uh, Andrew um, from Alabama that hung out with us like at Grid Life at Road Atlanta the first year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then was around a little bit yesterday, or this year. Um, but he actually, he just moved to Vegas. So I was talking okay. to him. I think he's going to come and, and hang out today. He's the guy, I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the show. Back when I worked for Evercote, I was driving the wagon. Uh, mm-hmm. was in Alabama and stopped at like, I think it was like Greenback, Alabama or, or something. And stopped at this little tiny town to get gas. And he was in his Forester. And so I was in the lowered wagon and like parked, went inside. And I came back out and he was like, so true wagon? I was like, yeah, man, and ended up talking to him for like 45 minutes. And <laughs> now he like listens to the show and has come out to Grid Life a couple times. It's really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, I think I met him quickly both years. Yeah. So, uh, that, uh, it's, that's so bizarre. Meeting people at gas stations and then becoming buddies. <laughs> so super, super rad though, man. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind living in Vegas from about November till about May. That sounds kind of nice. Well, dude, you live live that RV life, and you can. 
I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. You've uh, when, when I told Sarah that uh, that you guys were actually doing it uh, potentially, uh, she was like. I could see the jealousy in her eyes. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. We want, we want, we want to plant that seed. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so what's the plan as far as, uh, uh, like when would that actually happen? When would you live full time in the thing? So at the earliest, our lease is up in October. Okay. So once our lease is up, we could potentially move in. But right now we've been talking about extending our lease another six months. Um, okay. just to let us, you know, save a little bit more money while Jess is still working full time and be yep. able to pare down our belongings because we have furniture that we need to sell and stuff like that. Okay. So, and then, uh, and then potentially move in and Jess might keep working while we're living in it and we'll just yep. find places to park overnight, to uh, sleep. Yeah. Try to, try to find one of those, uh, telecommute kind of jobs. Yeah. So I think her office already said that, um, well not her office, but the person that manages the property for her office, uh, mm -hmm. said as long as we're not parked there like full time, um, he's okay with us parking there overnight. Yeah. So just drive around and, and bum parking spots here and there, huh? Yeah, man. So yeah. might, might do that. But then, you know, I'm, I'm away so much, uh, at all of these speed ventures weekends. Yeah, that yeah. it kind of it really wouldn't be that bad. No, especially if you're driving to most of them, you know, you're always home just yeah. at a different the, place. The so. plan would be uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I, uh, I started working for Speed Ventures full time now. Yep. Um, so the plan would be that uh, she could quit her job. We could just work the events and in between the events, we can just go, you know, wherever the heck we want. As long as I have an internet mm -hmm. connection, I can, you know, answer emails and do everything that I need to for Speed Ventures. Yeah. So, and then, no, you know, cool come back, me, man. come back for the events and, uh, and that's it. I'm jealous. I hope, I hope it works for you because then maybe I could say, Hey, see, see what we can do. <laughs> but in the meantime, in the meantime, you got to get you and Emma and Sarah out here. So you guys can take a trip in the RV when we're not living in it. Bef yeah, before you move into full time, absolutely. Or, dude, even <laughs> even if we are, man, you can just uh, pay for us to have a hotel somewhere, and uh, you guys yeah, we'll can just take get, it. We'll just get you one of the uh, one of the fancy romantic pool pool suites for a couple nights, and and steal your house. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. Seems like a good uh, trade. I, yeah, there you go. I I, I would love to do that. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, we we kind of like we like cruising in, in our, our our rv uh going to state parks and stuff um i would love to do uh to do like a three-day trip up and down uh up and down california a little bit you know maybe that's our next business venture man what if we start like a touro but for rvs i think uh i think there's more more potential pain in the butt in an rv you can't just teach you can't teach a, a regular old uh regular joe how to drive an rv and how to maintain it and use it well that'd be that'd be switches do that'd be part of it you just do like an orientation video for each one so people can actually see what all it has they get to see the layout yeah you'd literally have to do an individual orientation video because they seem to all be different it's like they, yeah. it's like they're all built on a friday afternoon and they just kind of yeah. put them together however they want <laughs> Well, it's funny even even andy was like yeah i'm putting together a little list of things that i found that work well because, uh, yeah. you know, when you first pick it up, you might not realize it. But by like the third or fourth time that you use it, you're going to be like, how in the hell do you do this? Yeah. So he's putting me together like a little like uh, owner's manual in addition to the other owner's yeah. manual. He, he, here's how you use this weird thing. This house <laughs> yeah. on wheels. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of had to figure stoked. mine out completely. Um, like and half the crap was broken because I got it so cheap, you know. Um, yeah. 
No, they're they're simple. Like it's it's basically it's it's a house and it's a truck, and they're and they're both kind of like simplified versions of like the best house and the best truck. Uh, so you get you get kind of uh, you, you kind of gotta figure out what leaks and figure out what doesn't right. work. And but I think it, we can I think we can process. agree that having to fix the RV for the household items is a lot easier than fixing the house for the household items most of the yeah, time. Yeah, because almost everything is just exposed or like you open this compartment or like you take off this one cover and there's the stuff Yeah. versus like dig a hole in the basement or <laughs> dig a hole in the yard or, or you know, tear, I, down, tear down drywall. Or, I feel better buying this thing than I do buying a used race car. Uh, it's probably a much Just smarter investment too. Well, there, and there's so much unknown when you buy a used race car. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, uh, and there's a, there's a bigger market for resale in a, uh, in a nice, uh, you know, a nice, uh, low dollar comparable RV. You, you'll be able to sell that in quick if you decide RV life isn't for me. But well, Jess and I, Jess and I are trying to figure out if it makes sense to just drive it for a couple years and then sell it and upgrade to a newer one like Andy did. Yeah. Or yep. just try and rack up like a half million miles on this thing. I, th I think like the worst failures you're going to have, um, you can swap a motor or a trans if you had to. And, and then, you know, have low mileage this and that part on your higher mileage vehicle. It's not like the oh, chassis yeah. is going to wear out, though. Yeah. It's, uh, if the house part is maintained and the chassis is in decent shape, like it's, it's always going to go. It's not in rusty. In the back of my mind, though, Texas. man, in the back of my mind, I'm still like, all right, let's convert this thing to four wheel drive. I can't wait. I, I, I don't know. I'd give it a little bit of time before you did that. <laughs> so the the biggest thing that I'm I'm doing right now, though, I'm trying to figure out a good tow vehicle to pull behind it. Yeah, a, a tow behind vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm kind of settled on a Suzuki Samurai because yeah, they, they weigh like 2000 pounds. And then when we go to Colorado yeah. or out to the desert or something like it's a pretty capable four wheel drive vehicle. Yeah. And you could run around town with it. Yeah. And, you know, having one of those things with the top and doors off in L.A. would be the fr like one of the best vehicles to cruise around L.A. in. What about what about a Miata with cut fenders uh, so that you could put big swampers or yeah. track tires on it with one one of the Paco Motorsports like lift kits on it? No, you don't have to lift it. Just cut the fenders enough so that you can put track tires on it like real yeah. wide ones or or like medium tall off road tires. <laughs> That'd be actually pretty sweet. It would kind of be kind of fun. Buy a thousand dollar Miata, solve the problem for you. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> just just put like some removable flares on it so that you take when it, you put the big mutters on. Take it to Moab and see how far we can get, and then when it gets stuck, just like leave it because it's a thousand dollars. Cheap if it's cheap enough, yeah. It's probably cheaper than the tow would be to get the thing out of there. You're at enough track events though. If you had a Miata, you could have some more fun. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I said it in one of my posts earlier today on Facebook. Like, I feel like I'm in the Track AA program. No, like, I know the feeling. Yeah. I'm a little, I don't know. I'm a little worried that if I just, like, take even just a sip, uh, the whole thing is going to come crashing down, man. Dude, all it takes is just the sip, baby. <laughs> just the all sip. It takes just the sip, man. I, I, I haven't driven on track since... Um, Probably since track day picnic, and uh, it's been a long time, and it bums me out, and I want to do it. Uh, and I can feel, I can feel the draw. It's always there, man. It's always yeah. there. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
It, 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 would, it would come right back to you real fast. I was watching your in-car video from Mid-Ohio from 2012 national, national Championships or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, you had, it, you had it real hard there, and I think it would come back to you real fast. And all of a sudden, yeah. you're spending tons of cash on race cars. <laughs> yeah, like that's the event when I got home from. I had $200 in my bank account and had to sell the wing off of the car to be able to pay for rent that month. Yeah, that kind of blows. <laughs> so it was it was great, though. It's funny. Like, I posted that, and there's a lot of people that didn't know me, like, before we did the show. Yeah. yeah. And people were like, dude, I didn't know you could actually drive like that. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just some dude that likes cars that decided to start a track podcast with my buddy Adam. Yeah, just some random dude. He, yeah, he just kind of had a slight affinity for cars. <laughs> just some dude. Like, I know about cars, and so I decided to start a podcast. No, you actually had a crippling, uh, life-altering, uh, life-wrecking addiction. <laughs> Dude, it was it was debilitating. It really was. No, I I, I know the feeling. I'm I'm I think I'm pretty deep into the debilitating portion. Uh, yeah, but I, you're I able to stay a, focused enough on your actual job and supporting your family that you won't make yourself of, go into only tons of I debt. Have to. Only because I have to. <laughs> I, I, I have I have a race car body literally strapped to the ceiling of my garage. <laughs> it's, it's a problem, man. It's, there's crap everywhere. Although it's it's better than it used to be because at one point is, you had is. tons of Honda parts in the basement. Oh, it was so bad. Literally thousands and thousands of pounds, like actual yeah. tons of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's it, bad when you put a crane, a you know, it's bad when you put a crane in your garage so you can get stuff down into the basement. That's true. I have a crane in my garage to lower it down <laughs> the stairs into the basement. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it ends up just being easier to just call uh, one of my strong friends to help me carry engines down. But I have a crane just in case it's a block and tackle attached to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my garage has a staircase that goes into the basement, so they're they're connected. And you don't have to like go through the house to get to the basement, and uh, uh, it's kind of nice when you're a car yeah, it's guy. That's actually it's just, a super just, rad setup. It, it it yeah. When when I when we first looked at the house, I was like, ooh, that could work. <laughs> it uh, it works pretty good. You can hide all the tires in the basement, and not have to carry them through the living room. So. I'm sure Sarah really enjoys that, too. Well, there's a staircase going to the house, too, but the tires don't go up and down that one. But uh, when, I, when I finished off, like, half of the basement, um, I gave myself the dirty, the dirty room, the dirty half, and uh, so we, we're keeping tires out of the nice half, at least. But there used to be tires kind of everywhere. <laughs> it was, at one point, um, about, before we had Emma, at one point there were 86 tires in the basement. <laughs> Are you serious? They're 86. Jeez, dude. There's there's four right now. Maybe maybe eight. Like I thought it was, it was bad. I thought it was bad when I had like 20 in my garage in Schaumburg. No, it was real bad, man. It's real God, real bad. It's horrible, dude. <laughs> uh like 20 of them were my brothers, so we can go that way. That wasn't so bad, but I'm pretty sure if like really OSHA if OSHA showed up, they would have made you like evacuate the house cuz that's a gigantic fire hazard. No, well, you gotta. Tires are hard to light on fire. (laughs) But if they do, if they do, man, it's just gonna burn. Yeah, if if that concrete basement wall lights on fire, I got bigger problems, baby. (laughs) It's a, it's a a bad day, man. I mean, that's that's when after that, that's when you consider just moving into an RV. Yeah, just just throw it all away. Let it all burn, man. Don't call the don't call the fire department yet. Just give it a few more minutes. (laughs) Dude, I was looking at some of the new RVs that are out. So, like, Winnebago has a new one, and it's freaking awesome. Like, the whole side is a slide. It's got a washer Mm -hmm. and dryer in it and, like, track lighting. 
freaking ridiculous. MSRP on it, though, $392,000. Oof, that's about $192,000 more than I thought. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't it's know that Winnebago was making ones that fancy now. Yeah, man, it's built on a Freightliner chassis. That's, uh, that's pretty ridiculous. And then the best part about that, is you'll be able to buy it from that guy for eighty nine thousand dollars in four years. Yeah, in just a couple <laughs> years. Yep. Yeah, and then you'll be like, man, I paid so much money, but that dude, <laughs> that yeah. dude lost three hundred k. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird market. Like it's not like the car market uh, where it like you know it, it where it depreciates, but like you know it, it seems like RVs almost never bottom out. No. Um, like like mine was like eighty five thousand bucks when it was brand new, um, and I bought it for less than a tenth of that. Like it's, uh, I could probably sell it for more than I bought it for, but not much. You know, like they they like big ones bottom out at like ten fifteen thousand bucks, which is mm-hmm. a huge a huge change from where they started. So, well, my question is like for a manufacturer, how do you decide what you're going to produce that year? Like what, what the know. mix is going to be and how many of the $400,000 ones you're going to build. But you, you almost can't build too many because there's not yeah, that I mean, much call for it. You know? the, market, the market can't be you know, that crazy. I think the real thing to do, though, if you're going to live in an RV full time, I think the thing to do is either buy used ones or buy new ones. And before a ton of depreciation hits, sell it and get a different one. It, it uh, dude, I, I don't know, man. The depreciation is so incredible strong. It's, 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 incre- it's, it's unbelievable how, yeah. how hard, how crazy the depreciation is. I don't know. It's a weird market. I can't, I can't believe that anybody buys a brand new, like full dress pusher diesel, 400 grand. I just can't believe that anybody does that. Yeah. And most of the time people buy them and then like they use them a little and then they just sit. Yeah, they, they drive them for 15,000 miles, and then they sell them 12 years later for one-tenth the cost. It's crazy. Yeah, and it needs, it needs tires. It needs a bunch of assistance because it's been sitting. Yeah. No, it's a weird, it's a weird kind of a niche of the automotive hobby is RVs. So. Yeah. So what are we, we going to call our RV podcast? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm still a fan of recreational virgins. That's terrible. I'm not doing that. Okay. Uh, no, no way. <laughs> well, what are, so what bad. are some of the other, what are some of the other ones that we talked about? I don't know. I think driving, know. driving I, while homeless, right? I think driving while homeless has strong potential. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, it, the, just the other day when we were coming back from mid Ohio, I kind of had a, a flashback of last year when we were coming back from mid Ohio. Um, and we were like, can we just stay in this and just keep driving? Cause this is yeah. the greatest thing Let's ever. Just keep going to <laughs> California, man. It, it and now now the RV is so much nicer than it was that then. I mean, it was uh, it was real yeah. bad when we took it to Mid Ohio oh, the dude, first time. Oh, dude! I got it. I know what we can call it. What's that? Hard parked. It's not a bad idea. Nobody would get it <laughs> except for car guys. But yeah, I that's like true. It. That's true. I kind of like it though. <laughs> <laughs> I think un, un, untethered has some. Untethered has some is potential. good. Untethered so is good. I think driving while homeless is definitely what we should do. Driving while homeless we, would be great. We, we could we could see if we get the the blessing of the DWA boys, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I don't know the 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 not having a house and a, and a property tax payment. Uh, it's it's appealing, man. Well, see if you think about it. Like when you buy a house, there there's not depreciation, but there's other costs that go into it, like insurance, it's very similar property tax, all of that. So if you can actually get, you know. Uh, an RV that depreciates less than that, technically you're doing, you're ahead of the game. 
Plus yeah, all the interest it. payments, the interest payments on the house and stuff like that. You know, you buy a two hundred thousand dollar house after thirty years, you've paid you know four hundred thousand dollars for it. Yep. So that's kind of depreciation. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, unless you're paying cash for a house, everybody's like, oh, yeah, they're the best investments, right? Well, if you like, you know, if you factor all the, the crap you did with it and the property taxes, they're really not that good. <laughs> it's really not right. good at all. And they're a so, lot of freaking work. And they're always in one spot. Yeah, which that's the worst uh, part about having a house, man. It's always in the same I spot. I know. I, I wish my house could be on its way to California or Las Vegas or New Orleans right now. God, wouldn't that be so nice, man? It would be. It would be. My house was on its way to Mid-Ohio the other day, and that was super fun. It's just exciting to be able to, like, go somewhere and, like, all your crap is still there, and you can just lay down and sleep, and you're somewhere else. Yeah, man. Else. So, like, if you live in an RV, technically you don't ever have to pack for a trip because you just, like, shut the drawers and you're good to go. Yeah, you just leave. That's the best. No. So one uh, thing that Jess and I have been throwing around is uh, finding like little pieces of land all around the country um, yeah. and, you know, getting water and sewage and power run to them and paving like a little concrete pad or a little, you know, gravel pad and just having multiple places around the country that we can call home. And then if you could maybe buy them, yeah, if you could buy them cheap, it's yeah. and, and like the land would go up in value. And it wouldn't cost you a lot. I could see yeah. the, the I could see the benefit there. But they also well, have those like, things called campsites, which are already done. <laughs> yeah, but then you got to pay money for them. Not that much though. Not that much. But yeah, it's a, it, it ends up being a lot if you're doing it. If you're camping yeah, if you're, at a, if you're like full a timing. Yeah, if you're doing it 300 nights a year, you're going to spend you know thousands of dollars in campsites. Yeah. So, I mean, if we buy those pieces of land, they can also make money when we're not there because we can rent them out. Yeah, that's true. So, and the other thing I've always really wanted to do was have like four or five tiny houses all around the country. Yep, my brother um, wants to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, if we buy like pieces of land, do that, everything's run, then we can eventually have tiny houses on them and yeah, just have all of these like, and... yeah, and then live in them and, you know, so I think my, we're, my we're brother... on our way to doing that. My brother and his wife went down to uh, Georgia, I believe. I think it was when they went to go look at, because uh, he's building a, an airplane right now, um, an experimental, you know, like a kit, kit, a kit airplane. Uh, they went down to, I think, to the, fa to the place that's building it, and uh, they rented a tiny house. I think it was in Georgia or Tennessee, like right on a cliff. Mm -hmm. uh, and the guy, that's what the guy does. The guy that they rented it from, he's got like four or five tiny houses all over. Um, and he bounces between them, and he rents the other ones out via Airbnb. And they thought it was the coolest thing in the whole world. They stayed there See, for dude, a couple like, nights. That's he what I want to do. One. You think about it, right? One, you could buy a house for $200,000, or you could have four yep. $50,000 tiny houses all around the country. A $50,000 tiny house is like it's an, a, nice, a nice That's one a you nice had, one. Yeah. And you pay I mean, someone Jeremy, to build it for you. Jeremy could probably build one for probably like fifteen grand. He could build a yeah. He, that's a super he nice he one with fifteen grand. He figured off of a trailer he could build a really nice one for like fifteen twenty thousand bucks, like really yeah. nice. But no, it, it, that'd be kind of cool, man. That's a good idea. Real, like realistically, that's actually a pretty good idea. Austin has a lot of ideas, and that's yeah, but that's not a terrible idea. It's actually, <laughs> I mean, it's it is kind of out there and crazy, but at the same time, I think it's really not that bad of a plan. No, it's not. You know, really. it's me being responsibly irresponsible. Yeah, it, it's eccentric, uh, but also uh, possible to not be stupid. <laughs> well, eccentric is a word that you can only use for somebody that has money. 
You know, That's if true. you don't That's if you true. don't have money, you're just weird. If you have money and you act the same exact way, you're eccentric. Okay, you're kind of in the middle of that. You're not super broke, but like, uh, yeah, you probably don't have enough money to do what you want to do. <laughs> so you're I'm, just kind of weird. I'm weird, weird centric. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of weird centric. Yeah. There you go. So, um, so what kind of uh, getting back to cars? What kind of car uh, tracks are you going to in the next month? You're going. Oh, uh, dude, I've got stuff lined row? up the next four weeks in a row. So I'm at Vegas this weekend, running an event at Las Vegas Motor Speedway on the outside road course. And then from there, we go to Coda for a three-day event there, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yep. uh, which we still have spots available if anybody would like to come out and drive. We have few spots available, but they're still available. So hit me yep. up, Austin at SpeedVentures.com, and I can hook you up there. Um, and then from there, I come back, and I have an Auto Club event for a weekend at Auto Club Speedway. And then mm -hmm. Streets of Willow the weekend after that, finishing out like the four-week stretch. But before those four weeks, uh, obviously, we had Grid Life at Road Atlanta. Or, sorry, Grid Life at Mid-Ohio. Yep. And then, yep. like, I think the two or three weeks before that, I had events as well. So I'm kind yep. of in, like, an eight-week stretch right now of just doing that's, events. That's a lot of weekends in a row, man. Yeah, it starts to become just kind of normal after a while, though. Yeah, yeah. Um. I, I kind of uh, I kind of like that. I don't know if I want to do at as many do as many events as you do. I, f I feel like ten weekends a year is too much for me already. But you know, ten ten weekends a year at like festival pace would be tough. But think about it like would, ten yeah. ten weekends a year like Blackhawk, like track oh, day picnic weekends. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, essentially that. what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, and, well, and and you were you were saying before we started recording that like it's kind of rinse and repeat. Like you do the same format. Just a slightly different schedule here and there, but it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, you so know, it's it's really I, yeah, not that bad. That. But I, uh, you know, I've, I got really lucky with this job. You know, there's very few companies, track day companies, that somebody could actually work for, you know, full time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I happen to be with one of them on the West Coast, exactly where I want to be. So I'm, you yeah, know, I'm yeah. really thankful, really thankful for this job. It ended up, uh, it ended up just kind of happening. Uh, perfect timing for you too so yeah yeah everything has worked out great and uh who knows maybe i'll be uh running this company completely one day yeah i i, I would love to i would love to see you do a job for more than a couple of years and not hate it that'd be sweet yeah well this is this is the closest <laughs> i have ever come to you know having a job that i you know uh i have very few things that i dislike about this job that's good so yeah. there's always something about every job but, yeah, but this is this is the closest that I've come. Yeah. Well, it uh, uh, what's uh, what's the show coming up next? Do we have uh, the show with Greg and me coming up tomorrow? Uh, I think so. I think I might actually put this one out though for tomorrow, just okay. because of the timeliness of it, and then uh, we'll have Greg and me That's next true. Tuesday. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. I'll so uh, I'll get this thing wrapped up and sent it to you uh, tonight if you want to compile it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I think uh, I think that's the plan right now. Okay, yeah, that will work. We're about forty-five minutes into this, so I think that's a show, man. Yeah, I think so. What uh, What didn't we cover from this weekend? Did it, was there anything we missed besides the Mexican food? Uh, Mexican food. Matt Darus being freaking awesome in the rain. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, <laughs> he's pretty good. Trying to think what else, man. I think that's that's most of it. That that MBRP uh, IMSA Mustang. That thing. Was oh awesome. yeah, that was really cool. That that thing was awesome. That I, I saw the 
I, I saw the bill for the concrete wall he moved. That, that, that was not awesome. <laughs> do you uh, do you think that that's always been one of my things, right? So when somebody damages a wall and they're made to pay for it, or Armco and yeah. they're made to pay for it, are they able? Yeah, are they then able to show up to the track and be like, "All right, I paid for it, loaded on my trailer, man. I'm taking it I, home." I, I'd, ha- I'd have to read the, the contract. I didn't get around to doing that after we talked on Monday. <laughs> but, you know, like, wouldn't that be no, an that, awesome lawn ornament? That would be a cool lawn ornament. I could build, I could build a nice fire pit out of, uh, out of wrecked Armco and walls in the backyard. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, if, you, if you have to pay for it, you should at least check and see if you can take it home. It's not a bad idea. I should send Adam from Mid-Ohio an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, if, see if Chris and I can come get our wall. <laughs> yeah, man, do it. <laughs> Um, the uh, yeah, the Mustang it was fixable. Uh, he he lost it in the rain first lap out on Sunday, but that uh, those dudes were session. They bought a couple of spots uh, and they had a couple of drivers testing for Mid Ohio uh, in a couple of weeks for IMSA. And uh, yeah, they were they were just driving the wheels off of that car. It was fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, there was a uh, an IMSA Grand Am car um, that uh, came out to Mid Ohio, the MBRP uh, exhaust team uh, in their yep. Mustang. So that was the, that was really uh, cool. One of the to drivers, yeah, you know, one of the drivers was the owner of MBRP, and he was great. He was a cool dude. We talked, Abram and I talked to him a bunch after the Time Attack meeting. Oh yeah, um, and he was. Uh, they they were like super super shocked how many people were driving in the rain and how much fun they were having. Like yeah, they 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 said most test days that they go to, like if it starts raining. They're they're pumped because they want to collect rain data and do rain setup and just have all those notes, you know. Um, and then, and they're pumped because nobody goes on the track, but that's so, but it's kind of boring, <laughs> so, but they, they, they said they couldn't believe how many people were going out in our, in our yeah, sessions. But, they had, they had tons uh, of people to play with. Oh, yeah, we, the we, other we, thing, the other thing that we forgot to mention too, is that, uh, after every grid life track battle round this season, uh, we're going to have coverage on auto week. That's true. That's true. And you wrote uh, this first article. I think it's going to be your job for everyone you're at, too. So. I, I think it is. I'm, I'm stepping out of the uh, chief instructor role and uh, kind of moving more into media and hospitality type stuff. So Yeah, it should be, should uh, be, should be cool. Yeah. yeah. We changed up the beginner program, which we talked about on our show a few weeks ago, and uh, did, did, uh, did our first test of that. Um, and it worked pretty well. Uh, the The... The way that I knew, after the first couple sessions, once we started figuring things out, um, Tom O'Gorman, when it was in the rain, uh, he was he, he was remarking how, how how good the beginners were doing. And then at the end of the day on Sunday, uh, we like we had two thirds of the beginner field out there running still, and they were just having a blast. Yeah, and like all of advanced was done all of intermediate was done running like but we had like a dozen beginners out there still <laughs> so so i think uh, i think we we at least uh, they at least had a good time and they were safe um, yeah i mean and for a course was, like that you know in the rain you know that's probably yeah. the most challenging course to drive in the rain and, and the fact scary. that all the beginners went out and you know made it through relatively unscathed all weekend yeah, yeah one, you know, one of them one of them following a pace car uh, kissed a wall and had a little PDR damage maybe on the door, um, but it's super fixable. My and, favorite uh, thing, though, was uh, that guy, you know, he had a little dent in the rear quarter panel, and yeah. he texted a photo to instructor, to his instructor yeah. with a grid life sticker on it and said, fixed it. <laughs> so and the instructor, the instructor replied back like, oh, man, I'm so proud of you right now. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ed for Ed, Ed CZ. He was, uh, yeah. he was pumped about that. Uh, yeah, he he, he, sh- he showed me in the bathroom. He showed me that picture. He was so <laughs> proud. <laughs> so but that's no, freaking. It, it's freaking little, great. Little bit, that- of, little bit of like uh, you know learning learning how to teach the instructors to do a different thing. That was kind of the biggest uh, the biggest hurdle. But uh, I think I think uh, test one of that went very very well overall. Yeah, especially for I think what everybody we were up against, you know everybody who walked away yeah. happy. I think the students had a great time and the instructors actually saw that it it can work. Yeah, it uh, and and to have it like not be a colossal failure in the rain at Mid Ohio like. It, it, that's I think that was I think that was that made me happy. Uh, well, so here, here's that's... the thing for me. Do you remember when you and me like tr- what was it? Uh, Track Night in America brought out how they were going to run everything. And, yep. you yep. know, they were like, oh, we're not going to have instructors in the cars. And both of us were like, I don't want to say adamant against it. But we were like, oh, that's not a good idea. Yeah, we totally were. You know? <laughs> yeah, we were totally saying it wasn't a good idea. We were totally and... talking crap about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think even at the time, even I think even Greg and me had something to say about it too. Yeah, and but now I think he's slowly, like yeah. hosting them. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, but but it, again, it's just it's change. You know, nobody had really yeah. done it that way. Um, yeah. And aside, you know, yeah, aside it, from like pro schools, it yeah. it, it just wasn't done that way. Um, yeah, and we're we're basically doing a more intense version of what they kind of do at those, uh, but. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I think you you gotta you gotta let the let the beginners grow at their own pace. And I th- I feel like they all looked so good on Sunday afternoon in the rain, uh, like they looked better than a bunch of the intermediate they, and advanced yeah. guys. Yeah, um, no, they really did because they had they had really been taught uh, a lot of in depth stuff. And it wasn't they wasn't being taught to them like while they were careening towards a wall. They were being you know they could they could work at their own pace. It was right. You have more of, time to process work, it. But yeah. Yeah. It's more work for instructors. It's more organization. Um, it's definitely not the easy way to do it. But uh, I feel like I feel like we're on to on to something with it. And it's, yeah. we just got to find, find the flow and the process a little bit more with it. But overall, it worked really, really well. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, if we do everything right, I think that could become the new standard. You know, I would love to see it be, you know, one of the, the standard models. Um, if we can eventually move towards like in-car communication where we can actually talk, ha- you know, have a one to one ratio and actually talk to the beginner during during the, uh, you know, during the session, but mm-hmm. not have the instructor in the car. I think that would be another good, uh, another good potential model. Uh, there's there's a lot of ways to do this though, and I think just just trying to do different things is going to further the potential for the sport down the road. Um, yeah. It just the no, other day, sure. I saw a I saw a GoFundMe for the PCA instructor that got stuffed really hard in the wall at Robling. Oh that yeah, that was that was a while ago. Long, yeah, that was, was like last fall or last summer. Time. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's scary to be a right seat instructor. So all you right seat instructors, good on you, but be careful, man. So. Yeah. No, I mean you and I both used to do it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. There wasn't there a day. Wasn't there a stretch where you did it like thirty days in a row? Uh, not thirty days in a row, but out of thirty days, I was probably instructing twenty of those days. That's so many. Like days. in the summer, <laughs> summertime, you know, I was able to yeah. to link up days like in between Honda meet. You know, like yep. I think yeah. I did something on Friday and then there was Honda meet and then I did a CGI day the day after Honda meet. They went home yep. for two days and then did like a GPS track time day. And then uh, we drove down to ITR Expo and just I linked oh, a bunch yeah. of things together. It was ridiculous. 
Yeah, you were you were at the track like four days a week for like five weeks or something. Although, like <laughs> thinking about RV life now, I should have just bought an RV then. Oh man, can you imagine how how spoiled you would have been back then? Oh, dude, it would have been great, dude. and I probably I could have rented out spots in the RV when I was at the track to like and paid for pay the for fuel. the thing. Yeah. yeah. No, so I, I, I screwed I'm, up, I'm man. I'm really spoiled by it now. I'm spoiled by it now. I ruined it for a bunch of my friends, I think, by buying well, a shitty RV. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like, I looked at a bunch of, like, drivers that were camping out this weekend, and I was yeah. like, man, that sucks. Like, because <laughs> I, I used to do it, man. I used to camp. Oh, so many days, man. I slept yeah. in so many pickup trucks. I slept in vans. I slept in tents. I slept in the barn at middle, or in the garages at Mid-Ohio. Yeah. I slept on the ground at VIR. I slept in, in the back of a pickup truck at CMP. Uh, you know, it just, it like, you sleep in the dumbest place. I slept yeah. in a CRX well, one time. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people didn't know, like, when I, when I bought my F-250, you know, I'm pretty short. And the F-250 yep. with the extended cab, you know, not the full four-door, but the extended cab, you can actually flip the seats, and it actually makes a flat, a flat little pad. And I yeah. was just yeah. short enough that I could sleep there, like, you know, without having to scrunch up. And so yep. at most of the events, when I towed, that's where I would sleep. Yeah, but you didn't have a bathroom and a kitchen. Man, those are sweet. <laughs> oh, dude, that would have been so nice. Actually, I kind of had a kitchen because at most of the events that I went to, uh, my buddy Nathan with a K Miata or Nix, Nix now he goes by Nix. Um, yeah. He would like knock on the window and be like, "Hey, man, I got coffee and breakfast burritos." That's so, the best. Was, so I kind of had a kitchen. Like I had my own got, personal chef. You gotta have that. You gotta have that, buddy. Oh, dude, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, well, I, I I had to go and ruin it by by showing everybody what it what it's like to have a house on wheels. But it's okay, man. It. Now 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 we can have another uh, another podcast. More Never more mind. things to waste time and money on without anything in return. Yeah, uh, how how to how to ruin your life in ten easy steps uh, with Adam Jabay and Austin Cabot. <laughs> there you go, man. Uh, start racing cars and buy an RV and then decide to do podcast and, and then decide to move out of your house and yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it'll be fun. I hope you guys, I hope you guys actually do the the full time thing, and we'll obviously talk more about it. But oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'll, uh, I'll we can sign off here. I'll send this uh, this file over to you, and you can toss it up. So all right, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, buddy. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. All right, sounds good. See you, man.